good. the day I had a burp. And it sounded like a full demon was coming out of my body. <laughs> like, I felt it in my chest, like, making noise before it got to my mouth. <laughs> that like was the, pretty it's legit. like the guy that chugs the, the water, the, the carbonated water, and tries to do it without burping. Oh, and then yeah. he's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, oh. Yeah. oh God, what do I do? Oh. It's my favorite video. <laughs> and I had never burped in front of John before. <laughs> and so I just looked at him and he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, that's my burp. <laughs> he was like, that's my burp. <laughs> never talk to me or my burp again. I was just like, I feel like I'm, I don't think I could go that long without burping in front of yeah, I feel like that <laughs> threshold got passed pretty quickly in our relationship. I'm disgusting. Like, Y'all have a lot of stomach issues. <laughs> hey, thanks. Y'all uh, talk about it. I'm not just... I know. Tess, I'm going to drag you for that comment in a second. But first, I do need to go take some pepto bits. <laughs> My tummy is rumbling. <laughs> Hello, friends. My name is Occam, and you are listening to Tales to Inspire. Quest. Sister Solstice ventures into the forest with her mysterious yet friendly guide. In order to fulfill her first goal and her right of joining, the teenage hero will need to endure a foreboding vision. Will Sister Solstice shy away from change, or will she embrace it and join the Autumn Coven of Witches? As we open up this issue of Tales to Inspire, we see a beautiful forest full of these tall trees with gold, orange, yellow, and brown leaves. And we see walking down this deer trail, working their way in between the bushes and the trees, we see these two figures. We see Sister Solstice and Mother Canna. So through the, the limbs of the trees, you can see the beautiful pinks and purples of the sunset. Uh, and up ahead, uh, a short distance more is the, the hilltop that y'all need to go to. Uh, is there any sort of conversation that you are having or have been having since the river? I think the river really kind of opened Sister Solstice up. And so they've just been kind of chatting about 
um, life and life as a witch and like being different from other people and like how that can be challenging and like those kinds of things because um, Mother Canna is obviously older than Sister Solstice and so um, she's just like yeah like it's really hard and then she's like I like this boy and he can't know you know like just she's kind of like fallen into like typical teenager where she hasn't gotten to be that in a while um, because of the other things she's been doing but now that she's with somebody that is similar to her she's like just kind of letting her guard down and yeah uh, being a teenager I love that I love that uh, could we could we role play a little bit of that no talk <laughs> tell me about this boy <sighs> well he's really cute Mm-hmm. I'm really smart. Uh-huh. And I think he might like me, but what do I do? Because, like, you can't know about, like, anything about me, you know? I mean, eventually you have to let people in. Yeah, but he can't, like, know stuff. Eh, what's his name? Um, his name is Calvin. Okay. I have an idea. And you see... Mother Canna, like, um, her hair gets shorter and her facial features just change slightly and she looks over towards you. Hi, I'm Calvin. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Hi, I'm Calvin. <laughs> Sister Solstice. Sister Solstice. He doesn't call me that. He doesn't know that name. What what does he call you? Doris. Oh, that's very boring. Doris, tell me your one true passion in life. And she's like stopped on the trail and is like on one knee, like holding Sister Solstice's hand <laughs> and like looking up longingly. Sister Solstice can't stop laughing and she like pushes her over. She's like, Stop! And you see Mother Canna stand up, return to her normal form. I'm just saying, it'd be fun to, you know, practice. Yeah, but nobody actually talks like that. I don't know. Teenage boys are weird. You got that right. It's okay. I mean, eventually you're going to have to let somebody know. But how much? I don't know. You can always just erase their memory. Erase their memory? Well, no. No, no. I was just teasing. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> All right, so we've got Calvin. You've got a good relationship with your mom. You're on the journey to be the best witch of them all. I don't know if best witch of them all is quite the term. I don't know. The right of joining is a pretty big deal. Have you ever known anybody that succeeded at it? I do remember someone, or my aunt walking someone up the hill, but I never heard anything more. Other than that, I don't know, probably the same stories you've been told. So, what made you decide to do this? My mom sent me. Weird. I don't know, I guess she would want to come with you. If I were her, I'd want to be with you on this journey. It's complicated. 
I get it. Me and my mom's relationship is complicated, too. I prefer the woods. Um, what's your favorite ice cream? I love to get a root beer float. Nice. Me and my friends, when I was a teen, we would always go to the soda shop and get one. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. Huh. Do I hear a, a hint of sadness? No sadness here. Just mm. life. Sure. I believe that. Sister Solstice just rolled her eyes. <laughs> Solsi, and she like hip bumps her. <laughs> Solsi kind of like stumbles <laughs> off the path a little bit. <laughs> she hip bumps too hard. <laughs> Come on, you know you can tell me these things. Yeah, I just don't want to talk about it. Oh. All right. You know what you want, don't want. I respect that. I think we're almost up there. What are you going to do when you get there? Plant the seed. Mm -hmm. Watch it grow. Mm. It's going to be a long night. Harvest the seed. Drink the tea. Do you know how to do all this? That's what you're here for. Huh. I think we're going to need some supplies. Why don't when we get up there, you get some stuff set up. I'll go and get stuff for the tea. Okay, so I think you come up to this hill and you see uh, the trees have been cleared out at the top of this hill. And as you walk up, you see these stone, oh gosh, structures that have been erected. You see like a bench, some uh, stones that have been placed in a circle, not quite Stonehenge, but similar to it. A smaller version that would fit on top of this small hill. Uh, but you walk up there. And you see uh, there's the bench. And then right in front of it you see this soft upturned earth. Uh, earth that seems perfect for planting. What do you do? Well this definitely looks like the spot. Mother Kara looks with wide eyes at the earth and then at Sister Solstice. Now's your time. Take the lead. Sister Solstice steps forward and crouches down to the earth and begins um, like moving the soil aside to like make a hole for the seed. Yeah. You you place it inside. And she covers it back up. And she looks around for some kind of watering can or something. Uh, there's not one. Um, you see her, like, she's really, like, focused on the ground, and she's got her hands just kind of hovering over, um, the earth, and you see water kind of, like, streaming up to her, like, not, like, a ton of water, but, like, bits of water, like, streaming up to each of her fingertips, and she, um, turns her hands palm up to the sky, um, and kind of, it, like, she's kind of, like, I guess, holding the water in her hand, and she, like, moves it over to where she planted the seed, and then she turns her hands back over, and just, like, a sprinkling of water comes down over the yeah. seed. Yeah, and that water... 
falls down, sprinkles down on the seed, like you said. Uh, Mother Canna, did you... I missed it. Did you say what you were doing? Um, I think initially, Mother Canna is just, like, watching. Because she hasn't seen someone ever get this far. Um, oh my gosh, sorry. My I'm getting tired and I'm stuffy. My lisp is not good. Okay. Um, but she's never seen someone get this far, so she's just kind of in shock and then as um sister soul si- god oh, his name <laughs> as soul C finishes up the water um mother canna nods i'm gonna go find something for the tea like a cup i'll be back and just kind of walks off Okay, so Sister Solstice, you are left here alone on this hilltop. Uh, the moon starts to come and arc over the sky. And I think as it starts to come up, you see almost... The, the artist has drawn, like, the line of the moon coming up this hill. And so we can see, like, the shaded part where the moonlight has not hit yet. But then you can see the lighter portion of the grass coming up over the stone, slowly coming towards where the seed is planted. Um, it's not here yet. So what do you do? Um, I think Sister Solstice takes a seat um, cross-legged um, directly behind where the plant, where she planted the seed, like, so she's sitting like it's like right in front of her. Yeah. Um, and she has her palms flat on the ground and she's taking some deep breaths and she's um, facing her head to the sky with her eyes closed and she's just trying to like um, one of the things that she and um, Mother Canna talked about were like um, the connection that they f- that the Autumn Coven feels with the moon and it sounds similar to the connection that her coven has with the sun and so she's trying to feel that same connection with the moon because she's like if I am the tetra then I have to have this connection as well so like I'm gonna see if I can initiate that connection so I'm like sitting here and just trying to like meditate on the moon and like see if I can feel any energy from the moon okay so like you sit here um trying to feel this connection with the moon meditating with the moon as it were do you allow your mind to drift yes what does it drift to it was a party a gala of sorts um I'm in the kitchen there's bustling all around and then I'm pushing a cake out and there's people everywhere they're singing and then everything turns to chaos and then there's a gunshot and then I'm being rushed away okay I think you you open your eyes and you see that the moon has drifted overhead now and its moonbeam fills this stone circle that you are sitting in. Its age its edges match up perfectly with the edges of this stone. 
and you see a leaf has started to break through the loamy soil already. And you can see it growing centimeters by the second. Do meditate more. I am home at the bed and breakfast, and I'm sitting at the table um, with fresh breakfast, and my mother is there. It's been so long since we've seen each other. I barely recognize her. She's telling this crazy story about what's happened in the last two years. And then she's handing me a necklace and pushing me out the door. You open your eyes. You see that shoot has grown into a full plant, about the size of a flower. You see its bloom has opened up. This beautiful color of orange with yellow. Um, the, The colors of the fall coven are represented in this flower, which you wouldn't know what to classify this flower as just by looking at it. Seems to be something connected just to the autumn coven, a flower that is protected and grown just by them. But you see, it has opened up. It has bloomed. It's beautiful. I stare at it a little longer. Um, sad for the change that has to come because I have to pluck it and put it in the tea. Um, but then I remember um, that Mother Canna talked about how things are always changing. And I kind of smile to myself and then I pluck the flower. And I think uh, as you are snipping it, uh, Mother Canna, I think you arrive with the supplies. Mother Canna walks up, kind of in shock, eyes wide, and walking kind of slowly. Wow. That's beautiful. Haven't you seen it before? Not something like this. This is special. Anyways, um, I have a kind of makeshift cup for you. It's basically just a lot of wood put together. Um, or bark. So, sorry about that. Um, and I gathered some various leaves and rosemary and lavender. This is the part where you're the only one who knows. You have to trust your instincts. You got this. And Mother Canna just steps back behind, kind of on the outside of the circle of stones, watching from a distance. Um, Sister Solstice is going to do her kind of ritual with pulling water out of the ground again and put it in the makeshift cup. Um, And she's going to just kind of, like, her hands just kind of start, like, not, like, moving on their own, like they're not attached kind of thing, but they're, like... It's just, like, something she's always done. Um, somehow, like, and she's, it's, I guess it's similar to, like, riding a bike, like some people would say. But side note, Carrie doesn't know how to ride a bike. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, but, like, her hands are just moving, like, from memory or something. Like, she's done this before, even though she hasn't. And so she's 
adding a hint of this and some lavender here and then she gets the flower and she places it in the center of the cup and like pours some more water over it um and then she does her um little like thing like she did earlier with the heat um and puts that on the cup so that it warms the tea and like it can really start to steep um and she um just kind of watches it until the steam starts to rise from the cup and she takes a deep breath and she looks towards mother Hannah for some reassurance she smiles and nods slightly um and sister solstice takes another deep breath and then she begins to sip the tea at first nothing happens but then I think you start to feel a light headedness a dizziness you start to lull back and forth and Mother Canna I think you see Sister Solstice start to drift back like she's going to fall I move towards her I actually think before you even get there uh, Sister Solstice, the next panel is from your point of view, and you see Mother Canna rushing towards you. In the next panel, she's a little closer, but it's fuzzier. In the next panel, she's right next to you, but it's almost completely unrecognizable. And then the next panel is completely dark. We turn the page. We see scratchy outlines of figures, all blurred together. It's hard to make out anything at first but you hear words change is part of life all things change the snowshoe hare sheds its brown coat for a white one the fawn sheds its spots for a crown of horns the seed takes roots and becomes a mighty tree To change is to live. To resist change is to deny life. Embrace change, sister. Do not fear it. Change is growth. To be of the autumn coven is to accept change, to be at peace with growth. Without growth, There is no harvest. The images you will see are events that may come. Some are changes that will never come. But you must not fear what you will see, sister. You must accept it. And you must grow to meet it. The first image you see is your mother. You see her sitting at your kitchen table, just as you left her. Suddenly, she grabs her chest, and her face contorts in horror. She falls from her seat and lies still. Then you see yourself, smiling and cheerful, staring directly at the reader with a deadpan smile. But then the viewpoint shifts, turns, rotating around you to see your back, We see a dagger, plunged up to the hilt, stabbed in between your shoulders. Blood slowly drips from the wound. Then you see the great expanse of the ocean, serene and calm, 
Suddenly, a city bursts from under the waves with buildings strange and alien to you. You see Calvin, but he is older, different. He takes your hands in his and kisses you deeply, tenderly, and lovingly. You see a town full of people, cars, and laundry hanging out on lines. Suddenly, a bright flash of light illuminates the background, and a mushroom-shaped cloud looms over everything. You see your friends, but they are sick and weak. Torchbearer's light is fading. Geiger Gwyn is choking and gasping for air. Crystal Gazer is holding her head, screaming in pain. Dr. Fusion is laying on the ground, his arms and legs broken and shattered. Hives is kneeling, blood seeping from a wound on his chest. Over them all, you see this darkness, and you see tendrils reaching out towards each of your friends. Then you see yourself. You see yourself old and wizened, holding something in your hands. Its glow reflected on your face. Your back is against a large tree with many different colored leaves. But as you sit there, you see that you are absolutely alone. And then finally, you see a fox staring at you. With an orange-red body, a yellow belly, and brown paws. And I think we see the way the artist has drawn this is it's like a shattered paint effect and Sister Solstice is in the middle and like all of these scratchy images are drawn all around her. And that's completely on one page. We turn the page and we see that black background again with the white lettering in front of it. Do not fear change. Learn from it. Grow with it. Embrace it. And harvest all that change will bring you in your life. For without change, there would be no butterflies. <laughs> Don't go chasing butterflies. Hold on to Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 16 of season 1 of Tales to Inspire. I'm your host, David White, and happy anniversary, everybody. Uh, that's right, this past week, this past Thursday, I should say, the second was our six-year anniversary. But more on that later. First, let's talk about Tessa. Let's talk about how great it is to have Tessa back at the table with us. I'm sure that you have missed hearing her on your podcast. You have missed her joy that she brings. 
I have not missed it because she is literally at my house at least once a week. So I get to see her all the time. But, hey, I'm glad that you get to uh, listen to her again. And uh, if there are some of you that are listening to Tales to Inspire that did not listen to Misconceptions, well, this is Tessa. I'm glad that you've met her. Uh, But, yeah, hey, it is almost Tessa's birthday. In fact, it's two days away from Tessa's birthday. So if you're listening to this on Monday, March 6th, be sure to hop over to our Discord in two days to tell her happy birthday. And now let's get back to our anniversary announcement. It has been six years. The first episode of Misconceptions released in 2017, six years ago. And, you know, since that original release, we have done a full three seasons of Misconceptions and saw that story to its finale. We produced Sins of the Father, which unfortunately did not get to get uh, a full runtime or finale, but was fun nonetheless. Uh, We did our crossover episodes, the Misconceptions crossover with Sins of the Father, which was so much fun. Uh, One of the most fun recording sessions I've ever had. Uh, We've done our side quest. We've met guest players that I otherwise would never have met before, these wonderful people. Uh, And uh, I've met you, the listeners, either through our Patreon-only game nights or chatting with you on any of our social uh, media channels or on Discord. Uh, And it has been a blast. Uh, I have loved making this show and making these shows and this network. Uh, And uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Except maybe a million dollars. That'd be pretty nice. But anyways, this is a very nice uh, podcast network, and I'm glad that you're listening to it. If you are new, or if you've been listening to us since episode one of Misconceptions, thank you for listening to us, and thank you for making this such an enjoyable hobby for all of us. And you know, each year on our anniversary, we like to announce something. We've announced a new show, Sins of Father. We announced uh, Tales to Inspire on our anniversary. We had our big announcement then. We announced the Misconception Sins of the Father crossover episode. So we, we have announced different things on our anniversary. And for this year, our focus for uh, year six of the Misconceptions Podcast Network, is to increase our patronage. Uh, You know, we want to get our patronage up so that we can sustainably pay our performers $5 an hour for each episode that we record, and also pay our guest stars, whenever we have guests on the show, to pay them $5 an hour. And, you know, eventually, I would like to be able to pay our guests and our performers $15 an hour, but that requires new patrons. And so I am going to announce that we are going to be releasing not one, but two Patreon-exclusive shows. One of them has already dropped today. Uh, But we have two new shows. The first is the greatest Justice League uh, Unlimited episode of all time. Uh, Very long title. But in this show, Phil and I watch two episodes of Justice League Unlimited, and we kind of have a back and forth conversation about which one we think is better. And then we have a whole tournament style bracket where we will watch these episodes, compare them to one another, and eventually be left with one episode left standing. The greatest Justice League Unlimited episode of all time. Uh, Justice League Unlimited and the whole, you know, Batman Beyond, Static Shock, uh, the original Justice League, uh, the Batman, the animated series, all of these shows, the DC animated universe was so formative to me. 
uh, and so important to the types of stories that I have told, the types of stories that I still tell. Uh, and I'm sure if you are a fan of comic books or superheroes, at least some portion of the DC animated universe holds a special place in your heart, uh, just like it does for Phil and I. But uh, if you are interested in hearing Phil and I talk about superheroes and just be geeks and nerds and just have really just have a good old time. Uh, we just wanted to do something that would uh, allow us to get together and have fun and discuss. So if you would like to be on the fly on the wall for our conversations about the DC Animated Universe, specifically the Justice League Unlimited show, uh, why don't you give to our Patreon $5 a month and you'll be able to listen to us geek out and be nerdy and just have a general good time. The second show that we are going to be releasing on our Patreon is a, a show where David and Carrie and Tessa and Tessa's new fiancé, Gion, sit down and watch very bad movies and make fun of them. Uh, we basically do this already. Whenever we get together and we watch like a Hallmark movie or something that Carrie and Tessa really enjoy, we end up making just tons of fun about it. Uh, and you can think of this kind of like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 or a Rift Tracks or even a Game Grumps kind of format where uh, you can watch the movie along with us and uh, you can play us like a commentary track in the background uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of enjoyment from bad movies if you're not already enjoying the bad movie. Uh, now, we do not have a official release date for this one yet because uh, our production on this show has gotten pushed back because one of the four of us got COVID. Uh, don't worry, they are fine and doing much better now, but we don't have a first episode ready to go yet because of that. So these two shows, you might have noticed they are not TTRPG related. A lot of work goes into making these TTRPG shows, but cutting together all the audio, syncing up the audio first just to make sure that we're not talking over each other and that you can all hear us, and then also adding in the ambiance, the sound effects, the music. It is an hours, days long process to get one episode ready, and uh, right now we only have one full-time editor, and that person is me. Uh, so these types of shows are much easier to produce. Uh, they are kind of a, um, what am I trying to say? Like a, a low maintenance kind of show where we do not have to do a whole lot of editing and that is easier for us to produce right now. Now, I would love to do more TTRPG-related content down the line and you know hopefully, if you support us on Patreon, we'll be able to get back to that. But if you want to join in for $5 a month, you'll get to listen to these two extra shows and just have a blast with us. Because Phil and I, we already have a great rapport. We are funny. We are, I mean, this is this is like self-congratulatory. We're funny, guys. We're like so, so funny. Uh, but it is. It was fun getting to record this episode with Phil and getting to talk about superheroes with him. And if you're interested in that, you should definitely check out the greatest Justice League episode of all time. Uh, or if you're interested in listening to more of this banter between Tessa and Carrie that made Misconception so enjoyable, or you just want to hear Gion and David, myself, talk about sh <laughs> movies and why they're bad, uh, you should definitely check this out. And you don't know Gion yet, but he's very cool. Very chill dude. Very fun. Uh, you'll definitely enjoy listening to his voice, but also his opinions 
on movies because he is a, a movie aficionado. But anyways, I've gone on for a while. If you want to have fun with us, chip in at the $5 a month level, support our podcast, help us grow, and also get to enjoy some of this fun content we have coming. And speaking of fun, I would like to give a new shout-out to our newest patron. And that patron is, and I'm, I'm going to say it just like it's written, No Fun Allowed! I don't know. The no was lowercase, but then fun allowed is all uppercase, so I assume it's just no fun allowed. I don't know, but no fun allowed. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast. Uh, I hope that you enjoy these new shows that you are going to have access to, but also listening to early releases of Tales to Inspire. And that is it for me today. Let's get back to the action. Let's get back to this this story about witches and We'll see what's going to happen with Sister Solstice and her training from here on out. Mother Kana, uh, Sister Solstice has been out for quite a while. What have you done while she's been out? Am I strong enough to carry her? Are you strong enough to carry her? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an answer. <laughs> no, I was asking you, are you strong oh. enough to carry her? Oh, I, I said yes, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you said uh-huh. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. When she fainted, all I can tell is that she's unresponsive. So Mother Canna picks Sulcy up and starts quickly making her way down the hill, makes it through the river, and is on the other side, huffing and puffing, and looks down and sees Sulcy's eyes start to flutter. Sulcy! Sulcy! Uh, Mother Canna? Are you okay? Um, yeah. Okay, just, just rest. We just have to get you to, to the coven. We'll just get you to the coven. It's all gonna be okay. And Sister Solstice's head <laughs> falls back. As the closer... Mother Canna gets to the coven. You start to see her slow down. And thinking that Sister Solstice is completely knocked out, Mother Canna shortens her hair again and has more of a bob-like cut um, and different colored eyes. And she brings in Solstice towards the coven, saying... Help! Help! And gets closer to the coven. Uh, I found her in the forest. Just passed out. Okay, okay. So you're running up, you're shouting, help, help. And I think some witches uh, appear from the the farmhouse. 
and they quickly like with born on the wind the wings of the wind they f- fly over to you and they do this cool thing where they flip their wrist around uh, and they hold in their hand like a globe of moonlight to illuminate the area and they hold it over sister solstice um they say quick take her inside mother marigold will need to see this of course of course Solsi brings her in. She's Solsi. You're Kana. Mother Kana brings her in, lays her down, quickly glancing down the hallway. Okay, okay, it's it's gonna it's gonna be okay. It starts to see many members of the coven coming in and checking around her. And as Mother Kana is backing out of the room, she's answering questions like, "Yeah, I just I saw her in the forest. She she just." drank some tea or something she passed out she she just didn't seem okay and she's just rapidly answering questions as she sneaks out and i think actually as you're backing out <clears throat> mother marigold is coming in and like she bumps your shoulder and you like just i don't know what is your reaction to seeing your mother walking into the room i try to avoid her gaze but in my pain and missing her, I s- catch it for a split second. And then I duck my head and go down the hallway. You disappear down the hallway. Mother Marigold comes to you, Sister Solstice. Sister, were you successful? Yes. Congratulations, then. On the completion of your first trial of the right of joining. How was your journey? Did your guide help you? She was delightful. I've, I've never heard her described as that. She is certainly wise. She is a uh, cantankerous spirit. Some say she's old as the forest itself. It is good that she took such a liking to you. Why do you say that? Well, Kit, the fox spirit, does not take kindly to all who travel in her wood. I wasn't a fox spirit. What do you mean, child? Your your guide was to be Kit, the, the fox spirit. And she's still kind of like in this sleepy haze, so she's like, it wasn't a fox. It was a woman. Child, there is no woman in this forest besides the women of this coven. And none were supposed to aid you on your quest besides the fox spirit. You said there was going to be a guide, and... There was a guide, and it was a woman, and she is a part of this coven. Who guided you? Mother Kanna. Mother Marigold's eyes go wide. What name did you say? And we turn the page to see Mother Kanna sneaking through her old home. Mother Kanna, where are you going? to my old bedroom. Okay. 
And I think with all the commotion being drawn towards Sister Solstice and her completion of the rite of joining for this leg, at least, uh, no one is in the hallway to stop you or see you. You get to your room. What do you do? I open the door. Okay. Lightly. Close it quietly behind me. Turn around. Has anything changed? It is just as you have left it. So, what does this room look like? It's dusty. There's a bed in the middle. There are papers everywhere. Um, it's chaotic and messy. And Mother Canna takes a deep breath. And then relaxes. Her hair returns to its normal length. Her facial features return back to normal. And she flips up a piece of the flooring, bends down, and picks up this small gold jar of sorts. And as she's looking at it, and holding it in her hand, you can see it faintly pulse red. And she holds it close to her heart and sighs a happy sigh. <sighs> Hello, old friend. Hello, daughter. And we see you like this. Uh text bubble come out from this emblem you're holding and like it's not as straight as a regular comic bubble would be it's like curvy and uh coiling on itself it is black with white lettering on the inside although not the same white lettering that we saw before almost like a goosebumps font you have returned of course i wouldn't leave you where to? Come to me. It is time I was freed of this prison. She takes off the top um, and then holds the bottle up in front of her. Okay. And I think we have a panel of you like holding it, like a profile shot of you holding it. We see your palm. We see your face from the side. We see that emblem whatever it is opened and then like a like a camera focus shift in the next panel we see mother marigold the autumn coven and sister solstice next to mother marigold standing in your doorway mother marigold your mother speaks lily drop that now lily smirks and sighed like, looks to the side at her mother. Mother, please. You knew this was coming. And then looks at Sister Solstice. Thanks for the assist, Solsi. And winks. Sister Solstice squints her eyes at Mother Canna, and you see a tear roll down the side of her face. Mother Kana, what do you do? Um, I've taken off the top. Is the 
the mist smoke stuff like coming out or yeah yeah like are you wanting to imbibe its power yeah yeah i think we we see that darkness coming out over the top flowing into your fingertips and we see like black veins racing down your arm uh as the power of this darkness is returning to you and with each moment that the darkness seeps in you can see mother canna relax more and more almost as if she's finally found her true self and she feels full and she smiles a wide smile but not the happy one that you saw in the forest sorry everyone I'm afraid I have somewhere to be you see one of the coven witches like produces like flicks out her wrist and a uh, harvesting scythe appears in it with a wicked blade and she says Mother Marigold we must not let her and Mother Marigold cuts her off almost not even hearing her but looking at you Lily please don't Lily pauses for a second and then turns away from her mother we've had this discussion my decision is final and then I like does a portal or something open up in front of you what what do you do I kind of just want to I don't know. Either a portal or I just want to like snap and disappear. Okay. Or, I mean, this is darkness. Maybe you just step like through a shadow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she says We've had this discussion with my Right. This is my, yeah, my decision is final. And then she steps into the shadows and as her foot goes to land on the ground she glances back and her eyes fall as she looks at her mom and then she toughens it up and disappears sister solstice you see mother canna just step through the shadow as if it is an open doorway two of those coven witches run forward and check to see if there is any door or portal left there isn't it's just a wall covered in shadow Mother Marigold's tense shoulders fall slack, and she sighs. Everyone back to their quarters. I will alert the head mothers of what happened here. She turns to you, Sister Solstice. As for you, since you have completed this leg of your right of joining, it is time for you to begin your training with the autumn coven but first she reaches down to a pouch at her hip and she takes out a slip of paper much like the slip of paper that your uh, mother gave to you at the cottage or the bed and breakfast I should say Carrie I'm going to text you something else this is awkward <laughs> so she hands you this slip of paper and you unfurl it just like you did at the bed and breakfast Could you read for us what it says? To reap the land of mysterious rend, seek a golden cur who flits to the end. Another piece on your way to the heart of nature. If you need to return home to gather any belongings you need, you may. But I expect you back here tomorrow 
to begin your training. Sister Solstice nods and sighs and kind of holds Mother Marigold's gaze for a minute. I'm sorry for what's happened. There's no way you could have known how much pain you would be bringing. That is part of change, isn't it? She turns and walks away. And I think we see Mother Marigold open the door to her room. And as she opens it, we just catch just the faintest sliver of inside. But we see a dresser. And on that dresser, we see a portrait. And in that portrait, we see a younger Mother Marigold, a younger Mother Canna, pictured there, together, happy. But that door closes. We turn the page to the shadowy corner of a warehouse. Mother Canna, you step out of that shadow. You step out of a shadow and you see this hustle and bustle going on. And you see these men walking back and forth, dirty, sweating, carrying these boxes, loading up these different uh, trucks. It's late at night. You're not sure where you are. As they're loading this all up and as you are taking this all in, a huge muscular man steps towards you. Who are you? I'm Willie Black. How'd you get in here? Stepped through. How do you get in here? And then we see a full panel of this person. And we see a man with a white shirt, black slacks, suspenders pulled up over his shoulders. Uh, His tie is hung loosely and untied over each side of his neck. And we see a little yellow box next to him that says, Timothy the Tussler Tuskman. And then he says, I own this warehouse. And maybe you should get to, and he like gets in your face, and then another bubble comes in. Now, 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 let's not get to ASD. And coming around the corner, you see a man in like a white lab coat. Uh, the edges are a little frayed and burnt. There are holes in them. Um, he has these obnoxiously large, like, mad scientist gloves. And he has goggles up on his forehead. Uh, the lenses of one are cracked. But probably the most notable feature of this man is his huge, jagged scar over one eye. And in that eye, you see just a vacuous black void. Much like the black void that you hold in that emblem in your hand. And we see a little yellow box next to this person that says, Daniel Duskowitz, a.k.a. Professor Dusk. And he comes over to you and the Tussler and says, I presume you have... it? I am it. It's delightful. Give it to me. I can't. 
it's part of me. Well then, and like, he pops his two latex gloves. I did dabble a bit in surgery. Her eyes go wide. She shakes her head. Wait, no, this was not the deal. My dear, you were never part of the deal. You were just a tool to bring an end to the light. And then we see, like, this dark lightning flash across his eye. And he says, thank you for bringing me what I needed. And then we turn, or the next panel is outside of the warehouse. And we just see a window. And we see, like, this bright flash of light illuminating from inside the warehouse, flashing out into this night sky. And we just see a jagged text box Uh, with somebody screaming inside of it. And down in the bottom left corner, we see the words, To Be Continued. End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. We'll be back with our next episode on March 17th. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you'd like to contact us that way, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore w-a-k-e. The special guest featured in this episode was Tessa Wolford, who can be found at TessaNicole03 on Twitter. Sister Solstice was played by Carrie White, who hates Twitter and refuses to get one. And I'm David White, your editor-in-chief. You can find me at MrBananaSocks on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing, featuring elements from the Avatar Legends role-playing game and Masks A New Generation role-playing game, both by Magpie Games. Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening, and keep it nerdy, y'all.
I didn't want to murder you on camera. That didn't feel right. I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> no, that was good. Okay. I think that makes the most sense. Then there's no loose ends. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's have our little after session. Yes. Oh, okay. Hold on. Cares. Screw the mic back in. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's have our after session. First of all, welcome back, Tessa. Thanks. Uh, so, before we started recording, Tessa, you you found a little interesting, like tidbit of misconceptions knowledge. Uh, you in your journal, you found like the date. That's of right. When we first started recording. Yes. Was that twenty seventeen? Uh, the year twenty sixteen. We released. In 2017. So in March of 2017. No. Would you have released just a couple, like a week after? I guess. We could go back and look at the picture. The point being, our very first recording session was February 25th of... (laughs) 2017? I'm pretty sure it was 2017. Yeah, I think so too. And today is February 25th of 2022. Yeah. People listening to this episode are like, this was recorded in February? <laughs> it's 2023! I don't, I don't know when this episode's coming out. But yeah, uh, so that's interesting. It's it's weird. A lot has changed. Yeah, yeah. Tessa, how does it feel? So, for those of you that don't know, if you have not listened to Misconceptions, Tessa was the voice of Faye Carver, Ooh. one of the four main characters of Misconceptions. She was a staple of this show, well beloved and well liked, uh, not just by the people at this table, but by the people that listen to Misconceptions. Um, but Tessa, how does it feel coming back? Uh, it feels great. Um, I'm really, really glad to be back. We were all just saying the other day how weird it was that it wasn't recording with y'all. Yeah, because <laughs> y'all are right now recording like three or four different shows, and my life is just crazy. Um, and. There may be um, other opportunities down the line. Yes. Hint, yes. hint. Um, so, so, yeah, it's just, it's been a long time. Yeah. How long has it been since you recorded with us? I was trying to think about that. When was our final, when was episode 92? It was probably at Christmas. Oh, oh. you're right. The Christmas crew. Oh, yeah. So, our, our winter we holiday don't special. Have Christmas sweaters. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to work on that. <laughs> yeah, get to work on that, Tessa. While you're know, doing your doctor I didn't know it program. was you that was supposed to work on it. I was just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've thought about it many times, just never when I'm at my computer. <laughs> Which is the story of my life. Um, but yeah, it's been quite a few months. And before the Christmas episode, not since the end of Misconception. So it's nice. Yeah, when I like it. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and so uh, you came back to the show. Uh-huh. First time back. And also, kind of... Well, I guess not really, because you kind of played a heel in the uh, Wild Wild Quest series. Um, but uh, but how did, how did it feel playing Mother Canna, this, uh, this... I don't know if I want to say villainous character, but a character with an ulterior motive. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it was kind of the best of both worlds, because it got to be the character that was Carrie's character's friend, which is always my favorite character to play. (laughs) (laughs) And then I also got to be like, ha-ha, joke's on you, Um, which 
know, it's just it's very fun. Yeah. Maybe that I should probably not psychoanalyze myself too much on that, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bust out that doctorate in psychology already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stupid thing! We have had this show for five, six years. Yeah, long time. And David still <laughs> has not bought the five dollar pop filters. They're not just five dollars. I, I don't know how they're much like they twenty dollars each. That's a stretch. We've had the same five pop filters for five years. I know, Tessa. If we got rid of them, it would be like getting rid of part of ourselves, if you think you about know, it. change really is not. inevitable. Oh, uh-huh. no. Oh, no. I've been autumn covened. <laughs> uh, well, Carrie, let's ask you, how did it feel recording with Tessa again? It was good. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good day. I'm having to hold the pop filter, so it's weird. But it was fine. <laughs> no, it was fun. It, I think it helped me figure out my character maybe a little bit. Sure, sure. Oh, sure. I mean, this was... Sure, sure, sure. sure. I mean, uh, sure. Jesus Christ. I was just sure, thinking sure, today, sure. like, as I was driving home, I was like, man, like, our podcast network really is like, if you say one word wrong, everyone on the podcast will take those words and use them to crucify you. That's accurate. Uh. <laughs> I truly don't understand what's going on with this pop filter. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, but this was, I think th- this was a good episode for Sister Solstice. Not just because it furthered her story, but also, uh, I mean, let's be honest. I think it is more, we, we, how am I trying to say this? We can get more in character and like be more open and vulnerable with people like that we're comfortable with. Sure. And Carrie... And, and me, of course. But Carrie recorded a podcast with Tessa for four years. And so I, I think this is good. I think I didn't think about it like that. Really, I was just thinking, man, I want to record with Tessa again. Let's like find an excuse to get her back on the show. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I think it was a good opportunity for Carrie to feel that old comfort again and explore this character a little bit. Carrie yeah. and Tessa are also real life besties. What? She is over at her house almost every week. Okay. At least once a week. Once a week, yeah, at least. Yeah, at least once a week. I also need her to help take care of my child. <laughs> That's just a fringe benefit. Please. Please come over and play with my kids so I can take a break. Play with this kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what what do y'all think? Any, any thoughts about this? Uh, Tessa, how does it feel coming into this podcast with knowing absolutely nothing? Yeah, I know truly nothing i don't even know the story i haven't heard a single thing um so yeah at first i was like hmm what um i need to send you the google drive link because i'm uploading like episodes there i think you have i think you sent it to the whole cast i thought i did um i just haven't clicked on it in my spare time um but i want to um but yeah no i think the only thing i knew was that carrie's character had shot hitler that's right because it's hard to come out no it's already happened. Um, yeah. and so like that's the only thing i knew and that she was a teen <clears throat> um so yeah so it was really fun um the first episode when y'all were doing the whole like family thing i was like "Ooh, this is some good stuff <laughs> um so i was having a lot of fun just sitting back listening and then you were like all right now is your entrance right, and i was like you go Wait, now what? <laughs> uh, yeah i think um 
I was kind of really getting into it or whatever, and I, I liked when I was doing the, like, flashbacks. Yeah. Um, I was kind of, like, channeling my, like, um, misconceptions monologues <laughs> from Ooh, the beginning yeah, of the episode, yeah. so I was like, oh, I got this, like, and so that was kind of fun to, like, do that again. Yeah, sure. Those were really good. It's also a lot of fun to be able to play at the same table. I think that's mm. the energy that I struggle with. Sure, yeah. sure when they're not all at the table with me it's like harder for me to like pick up and yeah insert myself in that kind yeah of thing. Like, it's definitely easier i mean it's easier and more fun to have people there with you it, yeah. i mean connecting with people on we have this technology and it's great it allows us to connect with people miles and miles away from us but i mean it truly is better to be together you don't get as much of my charisma over <clears throat> the internet Sure. You know, the internet adds 10 pounds to charisma. So. No, 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 It takes away 10 pounds. Oh, it takes yeah, away 10 pounds. It atrophies your charisma. I oh. see. Yeah. yeah. Atrophy. That was good. That's a good, word. <laughs> good job, David. Yeah. See, you also get praised for using big words. Yeah. <laughs> so it works that way. It's really a double-edged sword, my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, yeah, dope. Um, anything else from, from these two episodes? I had fun. I hope people like them. Yeah, I feel too. like they're yeah. kind of different from your typical comic book story, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are tons of comic book stories out there. I know. As I was saying that, I was like, okay, well, but I'm thinking like your typical Marvel Avengers. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's, very different vibe. This is more of a quiet, right. introspective vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know um, what you think of Solsi. Uh, <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> that was so encouraging. It was fine. <laughs> I knew I could not say Sister Solstice every time. And since, you know, we're in the coven, <clears throat> I was like, okay, we're going to yeah. use yeah the, the, the real names. Or not the real mm-hmm. names, but the... I don't know what you call them, but nickname your your coven name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I knew that. Dude, that's the word I was gonna say. <laughs> um, but yeah, all I was thinking, like not all I was thinking, but as y'all were doing the first episode, I was like, I need a nickname. I need a nickname because she's also that that Esther part of her is gonna be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot take the Esther Black out of Carrie. This is true. Mm-hmm. I try, though. Also, there were approximately three nods to misconceptions in my character's names. Oh? So if you find them, let us know. I don't know if I found them. Yeah, I was like, uh... Cut this out, David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lily Black. Oh, last name Black for Esther. Uh, okay. Um... Canna is the banana leaf type flower. Mm. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Faye used banana leaves to cover uh-huh. yes. people's mouths quite a bit. Yes. Okay. Um, both uh, and then Canna lilies were nature. So that was just but not to Faye. Naturally. Okay. The general not to Faye. I don't know if there was anything else. Those were the two main things. Sure. Was black and the flower. Okay. And the blue, but banana leaves. Okay. Dope. All right. Well, we have some mechanical questions to answer, but 
I don't, I don't know. Let's try them. Uh, these are mainly for like when you're playing with groups with members of the team that you're on. Mm-hmm. But here's a question. Uh, which character made you feel like a welcome member of the team? How have you grown detached from the team? What dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? And did you fulfill one of your drive book goals? Uh, and if you want to look at this, this is on the special moves tab of your character sheet. I think for Sister Solstice, um, she kind of grew apart from the team in a way um, because she's focusing on some more like personal issues um, and more in the coven and that kind of thing. And so she was kind of drifting from the team in that way. Um, But she also overcame the first um, obstacle of the um, joining of the right of joining. Yeah. Um, And then I think mother marigold was the one that welcomed her in okay um so uh for the how you have grown detached from the team you need to step up your bond clock by one step with the person that made you feel that way um so i don't know if that would yourself me (laughs) i guess I guess in a way, my mom. Ooh, okay. How so? Because she, well, she came back and she doesn't even know that I have other stuff going on. Yeah. And she just jumped right in and, like, sent me on this mission. Mm. So, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, like, yeah, as a teen, like, I'm already, like, oh, parents, you know? And yeah. so. It, okay, definitely. Go ahead and step up your bond clock with Mother Midnight. Mom, uh, I was going to go watch movies with Calvin. Yeah. I wanted to go to the drive-in. Drive-in was like the 50s, never mind. Um, Okay, so, and I mean, I think there's a little theme there, a little life lesson of, like, people who dedicate themselves to pastoral care, very rarely do they have, like, energy left over for themselves or, like, the people they love. Mm. So, like, Mother Midnight is, like, so focused on giving care to other people that, like, she neglects to give it to her daughter. Or maybe she doesn't have the energy to give that to her daughter. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Self-care. See if I put the right thing or if it worked. Okay. Uh, All right. And so you said uh, you also answered what dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? Mm -hmm. Uh, So you say doing the first leg of the right of joining. Uh, So go ahead and mark one achievement. And then you also said, which character made you feel like a welcome member of the team? Mother Marigold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so step back your bond clock with that person by one step and clear a condition or mark an achievement. So you don't have a um, you don't have a bond clock with Mother Marigold. I would like to mark an achievement. Okay, but we could make a bond clock for Mother Marigold. But it, it would start at like a plus one, so it would have four wedges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can go ahead and do that. And you want to mark a, an achievement? Yes. Okay. All my achievements are marked. What does that mean? Uh, that means you get to go to the advancement tab and choose an advancement option. Sounds like work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, Mother Canna, Tessa... Uh, you can answer these questions. You, there wouldn't be any mechanical benefit to your character because they died off panel. But uh, do you want to answer one of these questions? Um, 
I feel very detached from the team, <laughs> um, both emotionally and physically. <laughs> um, I don't remember the other ones, um, <clears throat> but the character I grew the most close to and would give a help point to <laughs> would be Sister Solstice. Wrong system. Wrong system. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I feel like we've covered a lot of the general stuff. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it for this end of session. Uh, Tessa, thank you so much for uh, being on these episodes. It was such a joy to record with you again. Uh, look forward to recording with you more in the future. Woo! Uh, t- er, Tessa. Carrie, as always, a joy. And uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. Uh, bye!